No, no, don't no. Leave it, John. It. It's part of the podcast. All this part, this is part of the podcast. <coughs> we go Adam. It's part of the pod. I'm thinking <coughs> of starting with stuff like music and ads have something in common, which is beautiful because sometimes all you need is one sound to get into an ad and it becomes the best ad and there are specific songs that have that kind of vibe. They might be special, but they are not on the same level. The Sample Axis. Administered by Boyga and Nelson. Yeah, let me try that. Wagwan, I go by the name L-A-Y-C-O-N and you're listening to the Sample Axis podcast. Stay tuned. I actually feel some of these brands um, capitalize on the popularity of a song to make an advert. So they look at, you know, this idea of getting a representation, uh, an artist who has a brand to do advertising for them. Well, yeah, it's I'm, connected I'm, in I'm, a way. I'm funnily going to go against what you just said. But it connects. Uh, go in ahead. a way, but I'll me, say it this way. I, I don't think popular music is what makes it into ads or what makes a song perfect for an ad. For somebody like me who happens to be in the ad business, yeah, I know for sure that sometimes there are some particular songs they might not be very, you know, spiritual or very elating when you listen to them or, you know, they're kind of sound that makes you feel excited or anything. There just has to be something. And sometimes you can actually, is inexplicable all these things that you feel. I'll tell you, for example, there's a particular song that I have in mind. I don't know whether you know Kid Sea Ghost Reborn. Kanye and Kid Cody, that's a beautiful song. That song in an ad for a big company would say a whole lot one of the songs we're talking about the two songs we're talking about today that we're going to get into they are not the most popular song they are just very powerful songs yeah when i mean powerful it does not have to be spiritual they're just songs that they hit. carry a message exactly so are you saying an underground artist that can makes actually a song, have a song that would be beautiful but that's a side which is where my points let me bring in my points that that's one side to the story the other side is that if an artist has a following and has a song yes i agree with you that it has to do with the song and the message in the song, whether or not it's popular. But if an artist is popular and they're able to make a song, one of their big songs, into like a message to advertise a brand, it makes it good for the brand. Yeah. Quick one side story. I was listening to FS Uncensored. They were talking about the fact that the ad business in Nigeria today is so music-based that um, I wanted to get your view on this. Is it really wrong? advert that you're listening to now yeah the beverage or this or that they essentially compose a song for 50 seconds or more yeah and there is no voiceover there is no major messaging just the lyrics of the song will carry the message yeah and that's an ad the thing is there's always a way to pass a message you don't have to use one specific way to pass a message like i said i've had to learn over time that sometimes you need something unique sometimes you just need to show a picture of this brand and they're good to go so it's not every time you have to stick to the status quo of using first of all i don't really like voiceovers i only think voiceovers should be used maybe when you don't want the people in the ad to actually talk or it's an animated stuff or something but apart from that i'm not really tilted on like the voiceover thing if you're going to talk it has to be something concrete and you know you can't do something concrete now because the brands are understanding that you need 30 seconds to pass a message. What's the fastest way to do it? But still, ads are beautiful. Ads are not just normal. Ads are telling a story through small, maybe a small medium. Yeah. Small medium in terms of 30 seconds, you have to tell a story and you have to make people love whatever you're selling. Or 15 seconds. Sometimes 15 seconds. I mean, you have ads on YouTube now. that like five seconds. seconds. Yes. And you have to pass a message. And you have to do something. So, it's not every time you're going to want to hear somebody talk. Speaking on advertising and messaging, I mean, we were out today. Uh, yeah, And yeah, it was funny. Yeah, we'll we probably were. do an audio recording when we go out to do marketing and advertising for our pod and put that on one episode for one hour or 30 minutes, whatever, as a bonus episode. But speaking of advertising and getting people to know your business, people talk about 10-second pitch for your podcast. And I yeah. thought about that. Let's use Sample Access as a template. How can you pitch your podcast to someone in 10 seconds? This podcast, as an example, you're an ad executive, so to speak. How do we go about that? That might be, you know what? So one of the things you have to learn, they will tell you from onset, they're like, you need two or you need five seconds to actually sell something to somebody. But you actually know that sometimes... Especially things that are not generic. There's You need more time. Yeah. I mean, you want to sell a, a drug to me. You're not just going to come and be like, uh, okay, I want you to buy this drug. This drug has ginseng. This drug is herbal. And this drug is going to make you act better as a man. People know what I'm talking about. And that's all. That might be a good pitch for a guy. Yeah. But for somebody else, it might not be enough. Because that brand, that's something that we already know about. So a podcast, 
in the real sense of the word, especially where we are currently, this part of the world that we are in, you need to actually explain and talk fully. So 10 seconds right now might not be enough, but in the next five years, six years, talking about podcasts moving beyond borders and every like everybody can be able to say, I have listened to a podcast once or twice before. Then you can say, sample as this podcast. A podcast is about music and samples and we talk about history and background knowledge. Listen to the podcast on Apple, Audio Mac, Spotify and Pocket Cast. Now I've, just, I've already done an ad in less than 10 seconds. Are you sure you have converted someone with that? That's what I'm saying. You may have converted In the that. next five years... That would be enough for me to convert somebody. Let me do my own um, uh, <laughs> oh, 10 okay. second pitch. So right, I, let's I'm, go. In, I'm in a bus right now, and the person sitting <coughs> next to me is a grandmother, but she has a smartphone. So that's the only tip. That's the only that's the only grace I have to give me the guts to want to advertise a podcast about music to her. So she's probably 78, and we're moving from Oshodi to Obalindi together. And I'm going to start like this. Maybe I should not do 10 seconds since we are in the bus together. Well, let's pretend because <laughs> yeah, the exam right. is about 10 seconds. Hello, man. Do you know about old music? <laughs> That's what, I'm very sure you're not going to do 10 seconds with that. Yeah. You very have to sure. Tell story. But let's pretend I want to do 10 seconds. Hello, man. My name is Boyega Adeoya. I make a podcast about music, especially about old and new music where I try to connect both generations. So if you like music from Marvin Gaye, or Michael Jackson, and you want to know some of the songs that young people are making nowadays that samples those songs, then you should listen to my podcast. If you have Audio Mac on your phone or Apple Music or Apple Podcast, I can connect you right now. That's that's fifteen seconds. Yeah. I may have I may I may be able to convert someone with that. Yes, you might be able to convert somebody with that. And I think you know what? Because different strokes for different folks, somebody might have just plugged in and be like, Yeah, this is what I'm going to be listening for the main time. The people are going to be wondering why we're talking about ads so much. Yeah. And it's the sample access, right? All right, so you're welcome to the sample access. This episode is a special one. We're going to be talking about ads. Advertising. And how they have used music or how they have sampled music in ads to make them beautiful. Do we still call it sample when it comes to advertising? I think it's different now. Uh, it might be a different name, but we are going to call it sample for the grace of the episode because we know context of yeah in the context of what we talk about every time when a song is used somewhere else in a different medium than it was used in the first time we have to call it a sample these things are reused relooped sometimes sometimes the pitch is even faster than it was the lyrics will change, the lyrics will change sometimes so to favor the brand you know we have some of them that have used um, a couple of songs differently so these ones that we're just touching on today might not be properly properly sampling yeah. but they are still sampling in the sense of the word because they are reused in not their natural medium i don't know if that makes any sense uh deconstruct okay let me say it exactly that's what i'm going to do right now they are being used in places that are not their natural medium i'll say it again i'll explain this for example the first song we're going to talk about kanye with black skin head now kanye black skin head was of the album jesus album from 2013 and was used in a Guinness ad a few years later mm. to promote the Guinness Guinness drink. I remember always seeing that after football match. If you're exactly. watching Premier League. And it became a thing. Everybody would just say black with my jeans on. Black, my leather black jeans on. Yeah. Black. It always happens when we're watching the UEFA Champions League games. Yeah. And this is where you and that's where you know songs that are beautiful and just get to you. Cause I mean, we know a lot of ads that we see i remember one sharp ad i don't know whether you saw that sharp ad mm. that time for champions league where players will be running trying to kick the ball and then heineken? they show led no not even Heine, not because heineken heineken is like later heineken are the kings of, of ads uh, football real? ads no yeah. they yeah. do that stuff well so yeah let's let's have the breakdown of the songs and the ads we're, we're touching on all right so we're touching on two different ads um today uh, we're going to take our time to dissect talk about how the songs came to be their connection with this brand and why we are talking about them and i'm going to start first while we're talking about them but before i do that let's get down with the quartet all right so um guinness advert used kanye west black, black skin, skin head, head 
for one of the ads. Kanye West, uh, Guinness. Uh, let's talk about the brand first. Guinness is one of the oldest companies ever. Right? Yeah, one of the oldest company and uh, companies keep, ever. They keep they keep um, going. Speaking of beverage companies. Beverage seems to be like a big business. I yeah, mean, it is. It is. Uh, if we have concluded to make this a no hold back uh, episode, Budweiser. I mean, look at the adverts that they do from from Tammy Memorial. Talk yeah. about Star. Ah, uh, Star. I love uh, Star. Star is a Nigerian brand we, for people who do not know. Yeah, we just nineteen forty nine. We just talked about uh, um, Heineken. Uh, before that, I'm sure there were many more beverage brands. So apart from advertising for regular beverages maybe uh, chocolate drinks maybe um coke sprite all of those things but there's something peculiar with beer brands uh alcohol brands uh, if, if you go to the spirit section hennessy does a lot of sponsoring yeah. in nigeria you see monster you see predator energy drink you see bullets you see a lot of them in the business uh, what can we say about the business of advertising beverages, especially alcoholic beverages? What's peculiar to them? Um, the thing about, um, I think they made that, this is one of the brands that actually decided they wanted to do extra with, yeah. with you know, advertisements. Extra. Now, a couple of them that I've actually did, I mean, there was this time, Tommy Hilfiger, there was one time they produced them jeans and it was a big deal, I think that time in the 80s. And they had, you know, numerous ads. And of course, um, you had people like the soap brands, the skincare brands coming up with ads at the time. And it was a big deal. But when these beverages started making their ads, they went uh, a step above every other person. Yeah. It makes sense because most of these things have, you know, rooted stories from them. For example, Guinness, get into it originated in Dublin in 1759 mm. and that has been a thing to date. Mm. Everybody still talks about the fact that they have stood the test of time. Yeah. They will continue to stand the test of time because they, they are the they just, premium stout. Just stout. Nothing yes, else. just stout. No, they make the obvious Guinness has other other brands, other, brand, yeah. other things under them. But like, you know, one that's the, their that's their, their major thing and they have product. stuck with it for a very long time. And the making of ads, they started to do something unique. I mean, they started making stories, doing things that were out of the ordinary and then every other person picked up. Mm. We have people like Pepsi yeah. come up with different you know, ads. Yeah. I remember Pepsi's in the early 2000s down to like 2010 had... Going. Even t- even till two years ago, I don't know whether it was two years ago or last year, they had one that had Cardi B and Lil John. There was Messi at some point. You know, these guys are very serious with the brand thing and I think it's because we have learned with time that ads do a lot yeah. for pushing products. Yeah. Um, an image of the company. An image of the company. So... You have them, you know, having to get professionals. Now, not just professionals, not just people that have actually gone to school. People that know how to tell a proper story yeah. on how to make this. I mean, I have a couple of people that I follow and I have, I've, I've done a couple of master classes. Like, you know, he rightly said, I'm sort of an ad person. I mean, that's what I used to eat, basically. Yeah, like I do ads a lot and I've had to like attend a couple of master classes. And you hear the same thing from everybody that tells you. See, when you're doing an ad, it's way more than an ad. Mm. You are telling a story that must get to every single customer. Yeah, so them. you know who you are, you know the demographic you're targeting, and you know how to get to them. But one thing also that people don't hear about free lessons from Nelson is you don't only need your demographic, you need everybody to talk mm. about your brand. Mm. Because when everybody begins to talk about your brand, even if they are not the partakers or they don't get to use your brand, they know about your brand. So and whenever somebody pops up or somebody says, I'm I a fan this. of something, I need this, and I, oh yeah, there's this particular brand. I'm not a fan. I don't use stuff but like this, but you would do this and they have an amazing ad. Yeah. You know, and that's that moves on from television to, you know, to radio to other means. And right now there's YouTube. Everything has been modernized, but it still remains the same thing. You have to be a proper storyteller. Whether you're using animation or just picture or you're using a song to push your product, it has to be beautiful. Two quick points that I would like to make. Um... I saw a tweet, which is about Kuda Bank. It's a radio ad. Oh, yeah. I think I know the tweet you're talking about, but go on. The person said he witnessed a conversion. I think he was in a car and someone heard the ad on radio, went ahead to download the app. Like that was a conversion there and then. Maybe it's a 30 second ad or one minute ad that shows, that explains this is how you do it. Go to Play Store download the app yeah. this is the bank for the free talk about taglines yeah. Kuda Bank says we are the bank for the free like 
you're you're on that change with everybody else. Yeah. I'm going to free you. Talk about messages. You use Kuda Bank, don't you? I don't yet. Okay. I'm going to get it very soon. But I I'm I'm somewhere in between Kuda or V Bank, and I, I I I want to be double sure where to go. But again, advertising and bandwagon movement is a thing when all your friends have kuda and you're like ah i don't know i don't know what's up what's up and you're starting to check good stuff the second story for me femi Olu is one of my heroes in broadcasting um people know him as big dada wong he has seen it all done into all when it comes to um advertising if you hear the voice behind glow ads yeah uh grandmasters of data i think yeah he's the one that's femi Olu. oh yeah i know him so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was at an event in Ibadan where he launched his book, uh, like a lesson for broadcasters, and I was lucky to get a copy of the book. Wow, let's so, have that book. I mean, I I don't want to say I lost it, but it's somewhere either in Ibadan or in my house in Ekiti. <laughs> I, I just can't remember. But I, if I if I don't find the book, I'm getting another one because yo, I'm going to find that book. You have to read it. It's 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 a an explosive book. So there was a part of it where he literally gave a crash course on how to write a copy, like ad copy, an advert script. So one of the things I picked from that lesson is that you have to state the name of the brand multiple times yeah. in the copy. You have to tell the message, what you're offering yeah. in clear terms in the copy. You also have to like, there was a particular one, maybe if there's a phone number, if there is anything that call to action, yeah. What do you want people to do after listening to you? You have to be able to tell it in the copy yeah. there and then. So if it's go to www.goegadoya.com right now, you have to tell it maybe twice. That's what you want them to do. I was able to learn those things from, from reading that book. And I write a lot of radio jingles, maybe as, um, maybe as uh, what's it called, um, promos for a program or advertising for regular radio ads. I know I have to mention the name of the brand a number of times. I have to put the phone number and the tagline just to be able to convert as many people. So yeah, some of those lessons that you learn from your, your experience in radio and media media spaces. So uh, Kanye West, we wanted to talk about um, Guinness briefly with yeah. that. And I think we have done a bit about that. Beyond this ad, I'm sure there are many other Guinness ads that yeah, are Yeah, a lot iconic. of Guinness ads. I mean, there's one currently uh, in Nigeria. They did um, Prince yeah, from the Big Brother Nigeria. And, and, then, and it was really good. You know, well put together. Obviously, you know, this is um, concrete work. Yeah. Because yeah. I can tell. Cavemen too. I'm going to tell you that a lot of people are going to see that ad. Exactly. And this is one of the powerful things that music does to you. Mm. I think the Cavemen produced that particular song Very for that so. ad. I love it. And you see, that's why they know that, okay, Cavemen are really thin. That's how I was saying that popular music might not be. It has to have a spirit yeah. for that particular ad. And Purpose. I'm very sure a couple of people would have, you know, tuned into getting Guinness if yeah. they're not big Guinness fans before. But because of that ad, yeah, I'm going to want to get a bottle of Guinness. So yeah, the purpose for this, there are many Guinness ads. You can check them on YouTube. You can check them wherever. But the purpose of this episode is to talk about um, the Kanye sample. Yeah. So yeah, Jesus, the album 2013, like you mentioned, Kanye, the man, the legend, obviously, the sampler, the producer. Big sampler, the, big the, sampler. I mean, we should point out to people that at some point we're going to need to get God. back. Kanye is a God. Literally. Yeah, he is. I think we're going to need to get back at the point where we're going to talk fully, maybe an entire season, I don't know. Possibly. Of... Kanye work as a sampler. I mean, there's there's no there's no way you are going to talk about sound breaking, sound breaking in terms of sampling, mm. and you wouldn't put Kanye somewhere because yeah, Kanye is one of those people that he put it in his sampler. head that yes, I sample and this is what I do, and I'm going to continue to do this to the end of time. And I'm guy. going to make you all see this as a thing. Do you yeah. understand? Like this is what I do. This is how I make money. This is how I'm going to make you guys feel this thing. You understand? And he does it all the time. There's none of his... I don't think he has an album that doesn't have one or two samples in it. I don't think he feels I don't complete. Think it's I, don't think, I, I, don't, I don't think it's possible. I don't think he feels complete without making a sample. And this is why it's great because in this particular one, he didn't sample anybody. Look at that PYT sample. I mean, randomly. Yeah! Is that Good Life with T-Pain? Yeah. Yeah, solid. There are many, many samples. You know what? And he busts my head every single time. PYT is a big song for me. Yeah. I like PYT a lot. And 
you just see like wait wait yeah this is actually happening magic with it yeah magic i feel like everybody's going to at this point because of what he has done i'm sure in the early days they were not so because i remember there was a particular song he sampled from chaka khan mm-hmm. like I can't remember the name of the exact name of the song now, but I know when he sampled the song, she didn't like it. Because mm. she's like, no, I didn't do this with this energy or this show. And it's because that time she was, I think she said she was coming to terms with the fact that they can actually sample sounds like this. Mm. She was like, why should you want to have this kind of sample? But it's good right now because we're talking about Kanye West being sampled. I'm very mm. sure he's going to feel like, yeah, I'm a boss. But you know the good thing? This song has been sampled a lot of times. A lot of times. I mean, talk about Watch the Throne, Niggas in Paris, Otis Redding, things like that. That that's it. I mean, like you mentioned, we might actually do Kanye season. Yeah, I so think yeah. we have to. We have to put it somewhere. Maybe Q seven or Q ten. It has yeah. to be somewhere. Let's talk about um this song in particular, Black, Black Skin, Skin Head. Head. Uh, in relation to the Jesus album, what did Jesus represent? I mean, tracks like "I'm uh, God." I'm, that's basically I'm what God. it represents. I'm uh, God. Songs like there are many, many weird songs. Yeah, many uh, weird songs on, of that album. Point. I think there is one on point. Or yeah, what's your impression of the album? Well, the album was one of the first album that I. I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of it the first time I listened to the album because I remember a couple of my friends that are big Kanye fans went crazy when the album came out. I mean, out. if you're not really crazy, you might not be able to relate to Kanye. Yeah, right. There are some songs that are for everybody, but there are some songs that are for Kanye people. He's just going to, he will probably be shouting half of the song. You know what? <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to tell you the truth. I remember one time I I saw a couple of songs of that album that I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe of this album I might not be a big fan. I know I am God is actually a big one. Yeah. There's on site, Black Skin Head, New Slaves, Hold My Liquor. I'm in it. Blood on the Leaves. Guilt trip, um, send it up and bound to now. You know, you can hear from the names that we you know weird, weird, weird stuff. But I know one of my biggest Kanye album has to be my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Yeah, that's the way my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. MBT, MBDTW, MBT, MBTDF, whatever. I know it, yeah, it was and heartbreaks. Yeah, um, I, you know what? I liked a couple of songs. I remember there was one he did with Kid Cudi on that album, or there was one song Kid he did there. Kid, Kid Cody. Oh, Miss Cody. Who's Miss Cody? Is it Miss Cody or Miss Cody? I know Kid Miss Cody. Cody. Kid Cody. His name is called Miss Cody. I've always called him Miss Cody. No, Miss Cody. Miss Cody. All right. I'm a big fan of Scott Miss Cody because I, I was blown away when they released that, you know, Kid's Ghost album. I was like, okay, yeah, this is what I want. And then I remember Reborn. Reborn is a song I actually, I know I'm going to work on that song yet. I don't know how I'm going to get the licensing, but at some point, maybe I'm, I'm doing an ad, I'm going to use that song because that yeah. song is a powerful song. But back to Black Skin Head. Um, can you remember the first time you heard Black Skin Head? Must be the ad. I'm not. Ad? I grew up in a small town, so oh, okay. we, we were not really into, 2013 I was in school, but I wasn't really, you know, kind of. I, I, I have a full background story on how I heard this song. That song is not the Let type of song. That well. <laughs> that's, that's not the type of song that will make a radio playlist for yeah. hot songs. Yeah. Or, that's a weird, um, geeky, nerdy song. Yeah. That's a song for uh, maybe a weird session. Not not for the cool kids or uh, songs you want to play in a club or for girls. It's a it's a weird song. So has his own different place so i was in a space where only popular music uh when i say popular music i mean only hits what we know as billboard top 10 top 40 hit records yeah are, are the type of songs i listen to especially in nigeria where the airplay is split more to nigerian music than to foreign music so there was a lot of david o there was a lot of whiskey there was malik berry in 2013 when you know radio airplay which is what where i get my music from so yeah that song just didn't come up in my face all right so um i'm going to tell a quick story so about it was probably during uh an epl game I would yeah see, um the crazy black ad i'm like what are you people doing <laughs> what's going on here? yeah so i remember this very well because i don't know it was one of those songs that actually just stuck to me as very weird now, one of the first things that I got out of the song was I heard the song, I had heard the song before on somebody's phone. You know, I mean, this was the time where you had to like download songs on phone and just keep it. And then I heard the beat. Okay, 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 okay. Then there's, there's this scream like, ah, ah, something like that. And I'm like, what's this? What kind of thing is this? I'm sure the sample on the song must be big. It's not, it wasn't even a big sample. I mean, Daft Punk had already made that beat before. Yeah. They just refurbished it and they had so many hands on it. What if I told you I could sing um, The Lion King? Really? 
of course. Mike Dean was part of the people that actually touched the song. I want to assume the kicks were from Mike Dean. Mm. I don't know who exactly did what, but I'm very sure the basis of the beat, mm. Daft Punk basically, and then maybe Mike Dean. And then Lupe Fiasco was actually one of the people that produced the beat. So, I heard that song. I'm like, okay, I don't know what to feel about this. But you know, it was something that I like, this is weird. And then I saw the video. I'm going to tell you the truth. I thought that was the most devilish video I'd ever seen. Yeah, very dark. And because that time, you know, our screen was a bit like then we're not using we're not using like 15 inches like we use yeah, nowadays. Yeah. It, was it was like the 35 two. inches. Or maybe 32 or 35. Yeah. So obviously my parlor is a bit big. So I have to like see the screen. The screen would be small. It's not like now where my TV screen actually takes almost the entire room. But like that time it was small. And I was sitting all the way at the back. And then I remember I can't remember the particular song that I played before, but I remember when the song came up and for like 10 seconds in the video, nothing was happening. Yeah, it was just dark. It was just... And then I saw somebody that was like, I'm not even going to lie. I thought it was an animal. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I literally thought it was an animal. And I'm like, oh my and God. And I think that's an, uh, that's an animation, right? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't an animation per se. They just made like a negative, yeah. you know, negative um, Image. shot or something. I'm like, what is going on exactly? And I hear Kanye's voice in my theme song. Black, my little black jeans on. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the truth. The first time when I heard the black, I'm like, oh yeah, this is the SHIT. Yeah, yeah. You get, I'm like, oh okay, yeah. okay. And Kanye, I mean, Kanye has a way to present his work. Yeah, to yeah. You. I mean, you know, I was scared at first. I'm not scared, scared because obviously I was in my house. I didn't kill anybody now. So nothing <laughs> really happened. What's to going me. on? But I'm like, wait, what's going on with this? Like, why is this? And I said, okay, this is the same stuff. I know for like the first 15 seconds, I didn't share mm. anything. I'm like, what exactly is going on? And then I share. My theme song, my leather black jeans on black. And I was like, okay, okay, yeah, this is cool. And then yeah. the, you know, the, the one place he talked about, you know, if you see a black guy with a white girl, they call him the King Kong. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. So is it was cool. essentially about blackness. Yeah, um, black, being black and, you know, being, and you know, that. accepting that you're beautiful I, and all I, that. I'm interested in the story of how maybe the marketing executives are thought about calling up or um, reaching out to Kanye to have the permission to use this song to represent their brand. Yeah. And the thing that is, would, that, that's like a master stroke, right? The thing is, the song has actually been used a lot, you know, by a lot of people actually. Okay. Like in pop culture, I remember um, the first time Move of Wall Street came out in 2013, that was the first song that was hitting. Mm. You know, I mean, everybody that remembers the trailer of Wolf of Wall Street, which happens to be one of the best work from um, Leonardo DiCaprio, that song hit everywhere. Mm. And of course, you could know Kanye had already gotten big bucks from yeah. that. And it went on and on and on. And then, I think two years or three years, I think 2015 or 2016, then it became a big deal where all the Guinness ads had that song. Mm. And it makes sense. There's a correlation, obviously. He's talking about blackness. Guinness represents black. Yeah. You know, so there's like, the marriage is perfect. You know, black, black, yeah. and you know, talking about the power of black, talking about the power of Guinness. Legit stuff. It was the um one of the perfect combos. I think the two um ads we're talking about today yeah. are perfect combos. Very perfect and iconic. Yeah, iconic. perfect combos, iconic. And this song is just eight years, but you can actually say it's a classic. A little bit about Guinness before we play these two bits. Uh, Guinness, I like the idea. I love business, right? I might yeah, not, business every time. I might not be doing the biggest things in business now, but I love the idea of starting a company and letting it grow into a billion-dollar project. I mean, a company from 1759, well over 200 years. Yeah, yeah, over 200 years. I'm talking about 18th century. That's that's a long time. So Yeah, yeah, 300 for, years, in for fact. For a brand to keep going and um, up until today, evolving still making you know solid money i like that idea i want to be a part of it so what do we say about um there's something on cnn called the 100 club uh a club of businesses that are 100 years and older uh you know you talk about some companies that make wristwatches uh, maybe some of those. I don't know if any airplane company is 100 years yet, but a lot of them are beverage and food companies. Which, yeah. F- which talks about the fact that... Longevity, right? Some things are, cannot really die like that. I mean, it, food is daily business. Apart from food and beverages, you just know when these guys hit it good, when they know exactly what they are doing, mm. they stick to it and that just, just yeah. goes on and on. And then you get proper accounting, proper teams to work on these things and, you know, uh, of course, this is not a business podcast. Really. Yeah, right. It's not, right? This is Sample Access Podcast with your boys, Buiga and Nelson. We'll be back here in a short while. Well, go on. I go by the name Eliwa C-O-N, and you're listening to the Sample Access Podcast. Stay tuned. The Sample Access. Administered by Buiga and Nelson. Yeah, let me try that. 
Welcome back to Sample Axis. This is the advert episode, our first. There will be more. Uh, there will be more advert episodes just because we like the fact that music influences advertising. And of course, music is one of the ways to pass a message by brands uh, to people, to potential customers. And we like that uh, there's some kind of sampling in the mix here. And that's what we're about. We got Nelson on the Sample Axis podcast. Yeah. Episode number 28. We just finished talking about Kanye West and the Guinness ad, Black Skin Head, and what it represents. Now we are on some UK stuff. Uh, Katrina and the Waves. Is it UK or the US? Um, UK, actually. UK happened. This Katrina and the Waves, and they are just talking about promotional videos yeah. in the early 80s. I'm sure you have heard that before, yeah. once or twice. Yeah, the UK guys that came in, you know, during then, during that time, MTV opened up in the US, so music had to come in. Then they used to play a lot of rock sounds, mm. and they needed something to fill the playlist. You know how it is now. You need content. Mm. On your, you know, stuff on your TV station I mean, or whatever you have it to is. Run and you guys that started MTV at a point, they were new to the TV business. Yeah. I mean, one of them said he had been in Afghanistan for a long time, although he had the money, but like they didn't know so much. Just wanted to do something that was yeah. unique in music television. And then so they needed volume. They, yeah, they, they needed, needed volume, content. and they just got more and more. I mean, the five stars came around, and oh. then one of the people that just you know got into the scene is Katrina on the ways. Quick one: Do you think this MTV thing influenced or inspired more people to make music? Was it like there was a death? Maybe Make music, it was make music videos at the time. Oh, it wasn't like there was uh, a deficit in nah, music. Nah, music, nah. Was music, music was always, always music been there. Music was making the rounds. Maybe although, people didn't make videos. Oh, yeah. Although I feel like one way or the other, it influenced the idea of saturating the industry with so much music as much as possible. Yeah. Because at that time, people were more concerned about few singles and maybe an entire album. Mm. I mean, you had artists doing double albums in a year. Mm. So instead of releasing singles up and down, they would chill and release an album, release an album. The only time you release singles, okay, maybe you have like a proper, well-done album and you're like, okay, I can drop mm. this, I can drop this, I can drop that, you understand? And then release an entire album. Mm. Then then it wasn't weird for people to drop one single of an album. Mm. Although people like Mike Jackson would always go on and do seven. For example, Liberian Girl was the ninth single of oh, that album. So people would always go on and do stuff like that the way they want it to be. Mm. But when the promotional videos came around, people dropped singles back to back and every single had a video. Every single had a video. And videos were expensive. Mm. But in the early days, it was relatively cheap because people didn't know the amount of work they had to put into it. The earliest days of... um Making music videos. Ma- making, not making music videos or making elite music videos. I mean, look at 2020 now, look at 2010s down here. You look... I watch some recross videos and I look like the exotic or the expensive way they flaunt money. They use yachts, they use... Uh, they fly drones to make these very exotic videos. Yeah. Uh, um, cars, houses... And all that. This generation took it to a different level, especially when yes, dr- when drones came. But at what point in the, maybe in the eighties did we start to see some very elite, very solid videos? Um, I think you have to wait down till you know what videos. Uh, the thing about videos is it has always been great. Mm. But if you are talking about that turn, that time, that major, that major event, shift. that kind of like, I think it made it, an entire it was paradigm shift in the two thousands. No, because even in the early paradigm shift, look at a song like Dilemma Nelly. Wasn't that was so. No, it was, wasn't so overwhelming. The paradigm shift happened in eighty two when Michael Jackson released Thriller. Are you sure? Yeah, Thriller was the shit. Thriller was the time where you know we can actually That's do something with movie. this new music video. Yeah, because at the time everybody was using. I mean, Billie Jean had come out before Thriller. Yeah, Billie Jean was very simple. You know, simple. You know, just you get a couple of people around. You know, nothing too fancy. Mm. I mean, talking about the seventies, all you needed to do for a music video was stand in front of a microphone and make a couple of moves. Yeah, and that was R&B it. Moves. And it's good. You get it was choreography beautiful. or just some nice choreography. And obviously, choreography went all the way even to the nineties. You see, high five. Yeah. I don't know whether I've seen an high five, yeah, yeah, a high seen... five, you know, presentation before. Yeah. They would do a couple of moves that shows you what the eighties were like. Mm. You know, make moves. Even these young boys in the nineties singing, I like the way. And they're just, you know, yeah. doing the moves. But Michael Jackson came on and made a short film in place of a video. Mm. And then everybody had to pause and say, You have to put some thoughts in, into oh, the okay. That's yeah. the S H I T. And don't forget, the person that directed Michael Jackson's video, John Landis, went on to direct Coming to America One. Wow. Solid, Six years later. Solid stuff. We're yeah. digressing too much, but no, we're always digressing. We're back we're to always, the music We always video. do that. Um before we leave this space, uh, who are the some of the best artists that make music videos? Janet around, Jackson. Around here. Jan- okay, oh. In this generation. 
Uh, let's do Nigeria and abroad. All right, Nigeria and abroad. Um, give it to Nicki Minaj. She puts in the work. Nigeria first. Who are okay, the Nigeria Who first. are the solid videos? Music videos. The video. Are you sure? Yeah, the video actually tries Lots to of make thoughts. videos. Yeah, tries to put in the effort on videos. Have you seen Wish Me Well to Me Dakolo? That's a good one too. That's what I'm looking for. Not expensive videos. Yeah. Um, Maybe we should separate expensive and expensive. But the thing is, one. nowadays you know the truth. And thoughtful. Nowadays you know the truth. If you're going to put a thoughtful video and you want it in all of its grace. Yeah. It's going to be expensive. Johnny Drew, no, no, sometimes it's not so expensive. Johnny Drew makes amazing videos on very small budgets from what I see. Yeah, I mean, like, it's okay. It's because of Johnny Drew's songs are like, you know... Soulful. Soulful and beautiful. So, the video does not have to be all that. But you are talking about video. The idea of videos from the onset is mm. flamboyant, all up in my face. You know, mm. like... Ooh, wow, colors here and there. Oh, wow, something's happening. Somebody's cutting something. Yeah. Or somebody's doing something. So, it has to be... What's Whiskey's biggest video? Whiskey's biggest video. Mm. Essence? No. No, not Essence. I think Jai Jai. Babanla. Jai Jai for me. Okay. I think Jai 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 was cool. There, is, there was it's one that, uh, if you know you are feeling this spiritual, let me, let me say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, not so, not nah, so. Nah, nah. Digression, but let's let's get back to Katrina and the waves. They were yeah. in the UK. She reminds me of this lady. I'm sure they are different in the style of music they make. Natasha Bedingfield. I think okay. they, they kind of look the same. Not so much. But yeah. Her name is um, Kimberly Rue. But then you Katrina, tell, that's her name. Yeah, Kimberly it tells Rue. me about some... How do I say this? There are some people that are lost in time. Yeah. And again, we talk about the fact that there are a lot of artists across the world. Only a few things separate some special ones. And that's yes. Katrina and the Waves because of this iconic song. How much do you know about this Um Walking on Sunshine. Yeah, okay, all what right. So, um, Katrina and the Waves, obviously there's a Katrina in the group, but Kimberly yeah. Rue wrote this particular song, Walking on Sunshine. Katrina Leskanich, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, she's still around today. And yeah, but you know, based in the UK, so basically she's like a UK baby. And then Miss Kimberly Rue, Vince De La Cruz, Alex Cooper, and Bram McCabe. Yeah, Bram McCabe. Yeah, and this Bram group... McKeeba. McCabe. <laughs> yeah, one, two, three, four, five of them made up the group Katrina and the Waves. Obviously, Katrina didn't get to do all the songs. Sounds like Shadi, like. Yeah, sounds like Shadi, like, but. but um, Shadi is UK too. Yeah. And I think that's one thing they did a lot in the UK. And you know, Katrina and the Waves, they have been on since like 1981. Hmm. They stopped being a group after like 18 years. They stopped being a group before Y2K. Hmm. So, 1999, they already stopped being together. And they went on, you know, their history is not so much because they had like different sounds, different things they did with their songs. I mean, there was, they one of those people that they started what they called New Rave. New Rave is some, sometimes you listen to somebody like Madonna. Yeah. Madonna would do New Rave, you understand? Yeah. All Fall Down. Do I, comes to mind? I love the fact I remember this song. Yeah. All Fall Down from Five Star is a New Rave song. Mm. You get, so all these kind of songs that you have, Glow of Love from Change. You might think it's R&B, but it's also New Rave. Because oh. at the time, Going that fast and having that kind of backup on a song mm. was quite abnormal. Like, why are you doing that? Do you understand? So, and I know you know the song I'm talking about. I know you like yeah, that I love, song. I love that song. Glow of it's Love great. from Change. I mean, random. If you ever just want to feel beautiful yeah. and enjoy yourself, listen to Change, Glow of Love. Little Vandross is an icon. Mm. Moving on. All right, so Katrina Waves. This is one of those songs where they just did the song where they were not expecting it to blow up. I mean, although thing. I think they kind of knew that it was going to be a good song. song. You know, I've talked about it before that when you're, in a, when you're in a group and you guys release a song or you guys write a song and you listen to it for the first time, you're like, oh, you know what? This is cool. This is actually going to be really good. Yeah. You know, and because it was an eponymous album, so the name Walking on Sunshine was the name of the album okay. released in 1985. And that was a single first single that had to come out because even though the album is going to be Walking on Sunshine and you have a song Walking on Sunshine that's the year of Silver Shadow exactly I know what that's why this song didn't do so good two years because of Silver Shadow girl you know, you know, yeah, I know. Liberian Girl was 97, yeah. So, you know, it made sense that this song did not do past number nine on the mm. US 100 mm. because 1985 was a loaded year. Yeah. 1985, thinking about it, there are a lot of busy. songs. Very busy year. Songs back to back. And this is where you know a song that is a classic. Just mm. like Silver Shadow that we talk about all the time, that stood the test of time. This song did not stop buzzing. Almost every film, I'm very sure when we play the soundtrack, people are going to go crazy because they know the song. Yeah. And the uh, Overtin ad we're talking about is, yeah. um, you know, you know Overtin now. Everybody knows Overtin. I think Overtin has to be one of those brands where... Timestamp 2021, we don't see them a lot in the market Yeah, anymore. they're not as they are, big Maybe anymore. they are still around. I think maybe 10 years ago, there was one they thing were they very had. very... 
and I know they had a couple of ads out. That's there was one. There was one with one small boy that was yeah. a chairman. It was like the board oh, chairman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I think I remember that. Popular too. So background on Ovaltin. Just people who don't listen might not know. Ovaltin is a beverage, like yeah, a chocolate a beverage, drink. Chocolate drink, yes. And I think they have a uniqueness that, to them. Yeah, very. Y- y- I was about to say they have a unique thing. taste. So maybe, maybe that's one of those things that will probably. You know, they had like the major powerhouses. Talk about Bonvita. We had Nestle. Ne- uh, Nestle, Nestle with Milo. Milo. And then there was something else. I can't remember one other. Uh, uh, was it? Chocolates was it? too. Chocolate yeah. brand. Pick Choco. Pick Choco. But Pick Choco came out like 2012. I think they had tried before. Yeah. It didn't work out but as much. It started much. with it came milk. Back again. Yeah, it started with milk and it came back again. Mm. And it was not bad. Cowbell. Oh, yeah. That's what I wanted to remember. So the uh, market was actually very big. So something had to stand out for you. Mm-hmm. And I think people had really found out the fact that if you use ads that are, you know, catching yeah. or catchy, you will get you customers. Can, yeah, you of course. And I'd like to believe that this was a good conversion. They got good conversion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a good market from that. You know what? Thinking about it now, if you if you think back ten years ago, mm. I mean, I knew Valtin was a good dream for my grandma. Yeah. So you know how much they hit. Yeah. And my grandma is not somebody that likes. Obviously, my grandma likes anything less sugar, mm. so she wouldn't take the you know usual that we all take. Yeah. I mean, me, I was big on Milo because obviously Milo. I think that was a selling point for them in yeah. a way. They, yeah, they, they are like they, less sugar or yes, something like that. that so kind of brand. my grandma would always tell me, ah, to have a mood tea, move out tin. What yeah. that means is if you're going to take tea, take over tin. So I had to know what over tin. Random. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's one Nigerian artist who has used the brand in a, in a rap song or really? in a verse. Yeah, over tin. Something. Yeah, yeah. over tin or something. Yeah, that, 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 that sounds like something I've heard before. Yeah. So um, back to the, uh, the brand, brand the team. brand. I, you know, it's quite cool that we're talking about beverages today. Maybe next time we we'll talk about something else. Maybe mm-hmm. a detergent, yeah, or maybe something else that is oh, quite exciting. Maybe an airline company. An airline, yeah. I just remembered they, they, one now. They did a lot. I just remembered one now. As you said, yeah, I remember yeah. one. I think it was Virgin Atlantic. Yeah. At one time, uh, and there's so many of them. Yeah, Tur- so many Turkish of them as airlines, well. Yes, Qatar yes. Airways. Yeah, they use some songs that are not so extremely popular, but also popular. Does mm. that make sense? Possibly. <laughs> okay, let me, let me explain this. Let me explain what I'm trying to say. Okay, they are popular in, in terms of the fact that everyone knows the song, but everyone doesn't even know full details about the song. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, yeah, I've heard this song before, but I really but don't I can't know tell who sang from. it. Like that. I don't know whether I like the song. There are some people like that. Exactly. So, I'll tell you what are you listening to. They know the song, but they just don't know the name of yeah, the artist. They don't know anything or details about yeah. the song. It's not like Jeremy Victoria Waifo now. You hear it. If you don't know, your dad probably knows it or your yeah. uncle knows the song. Yeah. But there are some other songs that are like, I hear this song a lot and that's why I feel like even though people didn't, for a while, I didn't know Katrina and the Waves was actually it was an actual song. Mm. You know, as at that time, that was the time where Indomie, the other brands were doing were doing um ads with songs that they made up themselves. Mm. So you would think as at that time, if you are not very familiar to, with songs of the eighties, a regular child, because I knew that was a child getter in yeah. terms of the the demographic they were trying to attract. Targets too. was you know the target was the younger generation, yeah. so they can tell their mom and their pops, hey. I'm working on sunshine. Speaking of uh, um, um, targeting, a lot of there are many ads. There's a signature sound for kids. Yeah. There's a certain instrument that you have to beat. Do you know Imogen? Imogen Hip? No, I, I probably um, do, but I don't know. She I she's connect. an amazing lady. She does stuff like that. She knows. She understands what children want to hear. Yeah. So we see a lot of that with Indomie ads. With um um there there is adolescent adverts too. <laughs> yeah, there uh, is. Pampers. Yeah. Pampers is for kids. Um, this song Huggies Huggies is for kids there are the um, there are the uh, what's what's this thing called with girls now adolescent girls sanitary pads sanitary pads adverts there is a certain way they do the choreography with school girls and so those sounds they are staple sounds for kids uh, for different generations and there is a way you present a mature ad for the older generation talk about the um, uh, my friend uh, Udeme was a great I think I have two ads that I love so much Two of them come from two, um, um, what we call them now. It's, we can't call them beverage. Two breweries. Yeah. Um, beauty. Beverage. Beauty. Be- uh, okay, right? they are beverages as well. Two beauty related companies, yeah. companies. Star and Guinness. The Star one was directed by Steve Green. I don't know who directed the. I know it was a South African guy that directed. My friend, them was a great mm. man. I thought those two ads 
were beautiful yeah. and they were made for Nigeria. Iconic. And the good thing about it is that both ads were actually made in Nigeria. I mm. remember my friend Udemy was a great man. I'm going to say the truth. When I watched it the first time, I didn't really like it because I didn't really understand what was going connect on. To the story. I didn't connect. I didn't. But now it's one of my most favorite ads of all time. Mm. And I remember one. I'm a big ad person. You know, I tell you of that's course, my that's business. business. And I, I'm a big ad fan. I, there's one particular one by um, Volkswagen that had um, Jean Claude Van Damme in it. Amazing stuff. Every time you know, so and they used an Enya song in that. I love advert too. Piece. I love advert too. Yeah. There, there, I, I feel we should probably get to do a political advertising episode. Yeah. Because there's a song in Ekiti. I recently got to know about a song by Shegunawe, who was a band oh, member. Shegunawe, I've heard of his name. So he was much. a band member to Ebenezer Obey at one point. Oh, then okay, he started to make music, and he he remixed an Ekiti song. That Ekiti song was used by. Governor Fayoshi in 2003 during political uh, electioneering process. Oh, that's if cool. you see the way they crafted this song, I'm sure this is popular in other climes too. Yeah. Where you change a song. Uh, I, I think, think I know this song. Albani Koro in Lagos. I think I know this song you're talking about. I don't know, but because my grandma is from Ekiti, I think I've said that <coughs> numerous Let times. Let me sing it for the for the occasion. <coughs> I think I know this song. Listen to this. Many people cannot relate. Adebayo Karigo Uwaki Kalimoko. Emma Sonny Ronlo, you both for Omu Shirareo. Did you get anything from that? Yes. What did you get? Um, Please do it again. No, I can't, of course. <laughs> like, it is exclusive. But I do, like, I, I get it. But though. the point is, that, that tone, those four bars, yeah. they are traditional equity music. Oh, okay. The song by Segunawe, I can't recall now. One, uh, uh, one ticket. One, I think this, the title of the song is One Ticket by Segunawe. If you have time, check it on YouTube. He did a major remix of that traditional Ekiti song uh, as his single, One Ticket. Yeah. Now, this same four bars that I just recited, I can't remember the original bars that, that it was formed in, in the language, but what Fayoshi was saying is that Adebayo was in government, 1999 to 2003 in Ekiti. Yeah. Adebayo had adverts that said Karigo yeah. on buses. Yeah. So, when, when Fayoshi twisted it, Karigo... It means you wrote it by yourself. Oh, okay. Nobody sent you to speak English. Now you have done yourself. <laughs> okay. So, Karigo Adibayo was trying to say, continue with government. Uh, Karigo, on the other camp, she wants to be governor in 2003. He says, Karigo, go away. Oh, yeah. So, so it's like, nobody said, nobody really said, walking, <laughs> yeah. walking like back. So, you get, yeah. nobody told you to speak English. Now, now you have done yourself. And, yeah. and, of course, Fayoshi won the, won the yeah, election. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I, I think I've heard that before. Yeah. Because my, my grandma And I'm sure in other places person. like Lagos. I, yeah, I remember yeah. there were songs by Obani Kuro. Uh, uh, and, uh, and there was a way they would convert a, a, a normal, regular song. song yeah. And then make it a political song. Yeah. and But then we're still on ads and we're still talking um over our thing. Yeah. And over Thing, um, like we said, they are not, there's not so much, but do you know, like, we're in the year of our Lord 2021, that's why we have to point that out. Yeah. It's actually 10 years since the ad came out for the first time, mm. so you know. And of course, we talked about um, Katrina and the waves and the money that she collects per year like 200,000 to 150,000 to 200,000 US dollars per year mm. for Katrina and her waves. You know, even though the person that actually wrote this song was um, Kimberly Dew. Was still on still she was still part of uh is it katrina and the waves or, uh, or and her katrina waves? and the waves okay so katrina and the waves is that's like it's like shade so overton picked that song yeah uh literally made a new sound are we sure that there would be a way to communicate back to the uk so that of course of course i mean it's an ad an ad agency knows and that, that ad cannot that ad, mess that with. ad for for although nigeria's nigeria has always been up there in terms of ads i feel like yeah. one of those one of the sector in nigerian media industry that has i can had, stand with the rest had, of the world yeah, has had that you know up there thing uh, it has to be the upper, ad industry because if you check it yeah upper echelon um if you check it down from like 1982 1984 yeah. the down from the time of the, le- the when levi's was bringing jeans down here they did mm. um, the vespa ads i'm big on ads so all these ads you can check back the um, gold circles, the locks. Hmm. Even though we know locks did a lot of generic ads at the time, Detail. you know, Indomie at the early stages, Royco, Ajinomoto, those guys were yeah. giving us I don't back know if to Allah back. Bukun did ads. I can't remember. Yes, they did an ad. Oh, yeah. yeah, Seven Up, Sprite. We yeah. had so many Sprite ads at some point. Like 
what's going on yeah you know and, and that's, that's 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 an industry that has always grown and we are so much that are doing it today and it's quite cool what are the biggest ads in today's nigeria um current nigeria 2021 budweiser mm, budweiser obviously budweiser is leading are, are they like top ah. 10 no, they, they should be number one and then are you sure they should be number one because so. of their they kind of do things that are edgy and out of the box but if you ask me guinness is not bad no, i'm going to say that's what i'm about to say i'm like saying if you ask maybe the majority they might mm. want to say Budweiser because Budweiser is always in their mm. faces but for me i think airtel yeah. is number one after airtel glow shout out to chuka will be big man you know doing great things with um glow he's the creative director in glow and then the third the third ad the third um company that i think that does it okay Indomie still comes around. I like MTN. I'll, I'll mention two major take- yeah. takeovers or random stuff. MTN did one small girl trying to get up at some point. You should remember. I yeah. Mean, this was big on who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. There was that. a small girl who was like one year old and the parents were trying to like get her up to stand. Yeah. Don't tell me you don't remember this. I do, I do. So the girl, there's there's this joy that comes when yeah. she's able to stand and she's able to very lovely ad. Uh, MTN, when they signed... Was he MTN? MTN signed Saka from. Yes, from Eti Salat. That was massive. <laughs> and then they got. Shinobi Shout out to Chukabi again. They, they got, made that happen. Are you sure? Yes. MTN. Yeah, confirmed. Wow. Yeah, made that happen. They got Shinobitas to do 777 is the number. At the point when there was something that related to 777. The same thing with the Airtel 444. Yeah. And the Airtel 444 lady, big ups to her. Yo, that well. was big. 2020. Yeah. That, was, that was probably number and I think one. And I think she still gets gigs. I yeah. Think I don't know. I'm but not sure. Check that. But she might be the one that has the voice on Lacazette. Like I, 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 I don't think she is. It's a different voice, but, oh, okay. but they sound very alike. Sound I'm trying to remember alike. one more ad. Uh, there are many ads that have you know bust my head. Uh, was it MTN? Pepsi does. Pepsi good does ads. amazing stuff. Heineken does amazing. There was this stuff. Budweiser ad. I don't know whether I should say this, but I think I should because the podcast. You guys are going to come at me. And they can find your Twitter. Okay, all right, it's all good. There was this, but I'm not going to say the entire story. There was this Budweiser ad I saw. I remember the first time I saw that ad. I'm like, this is madness. Hmm. And then I found out, I found out later that there was like a couple of underground ish is hmm. there. Yeah. But I'm like, Nigerian you know what? or global? Nigerian. Oh wow. So apparently, I discovered something. How long some, have they been here? They got you got about, here like a about, few years ago. Yeah, about three, four years yeah. now. So, and I remember the first time they came around. The way in every store like they would i don't know how they used to do that time in lagos though because obviously i'm a lagos boy mm-hmm. born and bred so be, all those times you see them in every stop mostly the shop right stores mm-hmm. they would have an entire section to themselves mm-hmm. and they would lay up the crates in like a pyramid yeah. thing and i'm like you know you can't get you can't, you can't get into the into the store and not you know notice and i think overton did that same thing too yeah. there was a time overton i'm happy i'm remembering this okay cool about 10 years ago there was a time i would go like i went to like i don't know whether it was one market, one superstore then, I can't remember the exact name, they had this um, section to themselves. They did this, I don't know how they did it. How do I explain this now? You know something like it's cylindrical, right? Yeah. So they arranged the cans in such a, like, a cylindrical way. Mm. So when you see that as a child, I'm, I wasn't a child in 2011. <laughs> I was already like, obviously, I was already like yeah, in, it, in my teen years. But for someone like me to still see, I'd be like, whoa. Yeah, cool. I don't even know what the brand is, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to try because this looks cool. I would like us to talk about corporate social responsibility a little bit, but some more about our team. But before that, two more adverts that I want to remember that really touched me. Uh, Fidelity Bank. You should know that. I, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was, that was. No, that's Sky Bank. But Fidelity Bank did an ad where the pops and the mom... I know Fidelity Bank. They wanted to leave. Yeah. And the little girl said... That's the, that's the recent ad. I love they it. Had, they had one... That is so touching. Fidelity had one one older ad where an old man was telling the story to a young child. I love that. I'm going to ask you one question before we leave that. So, that's one ad I love. Another yeah. one which I think is probably Nigeria's best in the last 10 years is Union Bank. You don't know the ad? I should, I should. The independence, Nigerian independence. Oh, that ad. Why? Right. I think it's sentimental. No, bro. I think it's sentimental. I, did you follow the story? Did you follow the... Did you... I, I'm going to play it for you after I remember, now. You know, see, you know about... Let me explain what happened to you. This is my chance to explain that story. <laughs> just in <laughs> okay. case you forgot. So, there are like two, three families or two, three different units in that ad. Yeah. There was a photographer yeah. who got married to the... I remember girl. the ad, yeah? 
was following you know was trying to survive in nigeria yeah. with bad business there's no lights trying to put on the gen and all that there is the guy who was selling whatever maybe onions in the market in in the north and market uh local government people uh, are terrifying local government people they will collect money from you before you're able to you know and then yeah. the guy was able to get a car at the end of the ad there's another side of the family the boy who got married to the copper i guess the, okay. the photographer guy getting home to his parent to his parents and the dad was like uh, the ad goes that girl you go marry him yeah, I remember that. Yo, yeah. that's my, that's the best ad I've yeah. seen in Nigeria. For yeah, me, yeah. the storytelling is so amazing. You know what? It was preaching unity, you hard know, work. Yo, you that, know was, that was... You know bank, you know bank. I looked up the, the company that did it. I can't remember their name, but they did a great job. Yeah, you know bank, you know bank happens to be one of the few companies in nigeria that actually i think that would rank with them Udeme and yeah that would that, that are actually interested in the entertainment industry yeah. so they are one of the few that i can tell i know gtb big ups to them as well there are a couple of, all of them are doing their beats yeah all of them are, but union bank is actually very big i mean there's something i'll tell you off air that happened one time i was in one meeting like that they said something i'm like what are you for real i'm like what wait wait we do that in Nigeria. Hmm. Are you serious? And it was coming from Union Bank. So I know big ups to them. They're like one of those brands where you mm-hmm. feel. But yeah, Union Bank, Fidelity, FCMB as well. I remember FCMB, one ad they did one time like what that. What bank has the best ad today, 2021? Uh, are they really on TV though? Banks are not as I think big the, anymore. The, I think the, the, the digital banks are really taking over. Yeah, like Kuda. Kuda, Kuda, Kuda microphone, microfinance bank. Kuda, yeah, Kuda is in my face everywhere. Yeah. And Stambik IBTC did one. <laughs> did one. Stambik IBTC. Direction, the, the, directing the lady to oh, okay. this. Have you seen it? I've not seen that. I like the, the the lady was jogging and there's a guy who wants to explain the road and and he goes, if you go 34 degrees left, eh? yo, you have to see. That. <laughs> it's funny, but it's not iconic. Yeah. yeah. All right. So over at uh, the beverage, we're talking about um walking on sunshine, a classic song, and this is coming all the way from the 80s. So yeah, leave it at that. Yeah, we can't get the company that produced the over teen ad. Uh, yeah, but it was released, like I said, yeah, around 2021. So it's 10 stuff. years this year. But then uh, Yoruba people say, "Obame work, obame work, bakonlo, bakombo." The overtime. Please, like, please, please uh, explain that explain. for. It means that our people that do not understand what you're saying. Ten different seasons would need ten kings. Okay. Uh, time goes, time comes. comes. That's what. That's basically what it means. So what I'm trying to say with that is, um, overtime in 2011 was probably one of the biggest ads on on TV. That's why it's memorable. That's why we can remember. Yeah. Now, Overtin is really, really. I don't know what their stake is in the, in the market, but I don't see I mean, them often. They are still in the market, I think, but they are just for like a selected yeah, maybe, few. Maybe they are just like because up. I know the Milos the and way, the Bovita are still right like now. Head, I'm seeing a lot headways. of I'm seeing a lot of like a Sarah adverts. Yeah, do doesn't know, mean they're selling the best exactly, but That's they are spending the most right now. That's what I was about to say. I think like a Sarah at some point were the biggest refreshing brand apart from the big guns like the 7-Up yeah. and the Coca-Cola. But now Biggie is all over the place. Yeah, so and, and yeah. it's cool. Biggie is a Nigerian brand, so that's yeah. nice and So fresh. I think everybody else Biggie is trying though. to keep up with Biggie. Biggie though. That's, that's, what, I, that's Biggie what I though. Saw. I know we're going to talk about Biggie at one time, so I don't want to talk yeah. about it, but Biggie though, even to date, I mean, this year, we have heard that they make at least £1 million a year wow. of that song. And I, I think they did something with the song. Um, Kimberly Wave actually divided the credits of the song. Even though she wrote the entire thing, mm-hmm. she gave credits to everybody. I mean, they played on the song. They yeah, played. yeah, yeah. So she gave no, but this one was actually like you know. I think there was an opportunity for you wrote the song. You can actually just song the entire, right? But she gave it to everybody, wow, cool. so everybody gets the same amount. You know, so when the song comes, when there's maybe a million comes, everybody splits it in five ways. Yeah. So that's like two hundred k for everybody a year like, for doing nothing, just the day and I mean, soft, soft work. Yeah. So I, we're going to run the uh, any more things. What are we missing? Uh, what are we, we missing? Go? All right. So yeah, they're still making money of the song. I wanted to say Katrina and the Waves. I mean, um, two years ago. BMG uh, management bought the song from them for 10 million pounds. Wow. I hear they still own some of the rights. So 10 million pounds, that's a very So BMG good deal. manages after, the song. After over 30 years, BMG currently manages the song. So if you want to get the song, you, you have, have to, to talk, talk to BMG. BMG. And I, I heard that even till about 2010, they used to make for one production company to use it for a year, they have to pay them 150k 
to 250,000 US dollars. So just one song. Yeah, just that song. Cobham's made a song that says, give me one hit song that will make me blow like Olamide. This is like a funny song. But, yeah. Cobham's uh, uh, was saying that I need just one song that will change just my life. Just one song. I it's mean, like this song, don't worry, be happy. I mean, that man has not, I don't think he has any hit record. That song, I mean, Akuna Matata, I think Akuna Matata was written by Dalton John, but I'm not sure yet. But this, don't worry, um, be happy. Mm. That song, that song that's where there is money every year. Can you imagine? Every year. Like DJ Khalid, all I do is win. It's like Naughty by Nature. Another one. Jamboree. And Hip Hop Parade. Those songs are just like Yeah, Hip Hop Parade still collected money money last year. We are out of time. You can follow Buega Doya. Buega underscore Doya on Twitter. Find me on LinkedIn, Buega Doya. Follow us on AudioMark. Follow Spotify. Subscribe on Apple. We want to hear from you. And we appreciate you for listening. We want you to share as well. This has been amazing. You can check me out on Twitter at N-W-E-N-I-E capital N. And on Instagram at N-W-A-E-N-I-E dot Nelson. Um, this has been awesome. We're going to get to do this again. Yeah, most you know, definitely. Yeah, so another episode. Episode 28. We, we out. Administered by Boyega Nelson. Yeah, let me try that.